0: We're Marley and Marley, our hearts were painted black. We should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles, captive bound, we're double iron, exhausted by the weight. As freedom comes from giving love, oh prison
1: comes with hate. We're Marley and Marley, we're Marley
0: and Marley. We're Marley, and Marley.
1: My friends, you were not unfeeling towards your fellow men.
0: True! There was something about mankind we loved! I think it was their money! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and welcome to a Christmas special of the Super at Saturday Show!
0: Ho, ho, ho! I'm
2: Mighty Man! And I'm the Cap, and today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to go ahead and do what Matt likes to call... The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on one of our favorite Christmas movies of all time, Jingle All The Way. Now, Matt, why don't you go ahead and remind the audience what The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly consist of.
0: So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to break down this movie into three parts. We're going to talk about the good stuff. We're going to talk about the bad stuff. And then the ugly stuff is the stuff that we kind of classify as, you know, maybe it's not good bad but it's not quite good either or vice versa you know it's like it's that sort of something that is just not quite fleshed out or just doesn't work either way one way or the other or maybe you you know it's bad but you kind of like it or maybe you want to like it but you know it's bad you know it's one of those things that just kind of falls right in the middle
2: yeah so why don't you go ahead and start
0: off with your good all right so good things about jingle all the way um Number one, obviously, you have to talk about the, the star of the movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he's good in this movie. He plays the dad, you know, he plays um, Howard Langston. who he, he needs to find a, a toy for his son on Christmas Eve and it's like one of those th- instances where it's like it's a super hot toy that everybody wants, everybody's looking for, so it's super hard to find. Um, Arnold has really good comedy chops. Like, you know, he, he's done movies like, you know, Twins. By, by this point, he's done Twins and Kindergarten Cop. So not only can he do the action stuff, but like he's actually a pretty accomplished comedian. Like, he's got like pretty decent, you know, comedic timing. Yeah, not a lot
2: of people uh, give Arnie that credit. Um, and. You know, I, I've seen people do various movie reviews on him doing things like even like Last Action Hero and stuff like that. And I'm just like, he actually can work off comedy very well. Um, I, I love him playing uh, Howard. I love the whole premise of like him just trying to like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy. I'm a father that just works that that prioritizes works a little too much. And he misses things like you see in the very beginning. He misses his kids like uh, karate Uh, like ceremony where he's where he goes and upgrades his belt so it's a very good premise I I would put that under uh, my good if anything just Arnold and, and then just a good like base for a story
1: hello mr. Jacobs oh yes we've been busy but you know I like that I'm gonna make it I hear you yes so what can I do for you 200 king size by next Friday. No problem whatsoever, but only for you, Mr. Jacobs, because you're our number one customer. Andrea, hi. Well, if you think the fabric is too dark, then we just recover it, and no extra charge. Well, what do you expect? You're my number one customer. But don't you forget, you're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. Liz, hi, honey. How are you?
0: Howard, where are you?
1: I know, Jamie's karate class. Don't worry, I'll meet you there, I promise. And don't forget, you're my number one customer. Liz! I. Uh, look, I didn't mean that. I.
0: Liz? Right, yeah, the, the plot, the premise of the movie is really good too. Um, I can't. We're gonna get to it later, but we can't exactly say that the script is quote unquote good. But the premise is, is very relatable. I th- I think a lot of parents probably can relate to this sort of thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking for this item that my child really really wants, but you know, it's super hot and like everybody's seems to be out of it because everybody's already gotten it. So, um, it's got a relatable premise and it's and it's ripe for comedic, you know, opportunities. You know, because there there's a lot of really funny moments in this movie, from, you know, Howard Arnold Schwarzenegger going around the city checking out all the toy stores, and some of the, the, the lengths he'll go to to try to get this toy, like, Just to uh, find a Turbo Man. Yeah, he just, he's looking for the Turbo Man doll.
1: Yes? I'm trying to find a Turbo Man doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is <I'm> she <still> laughing <laughs> What these, these
2: guys are looking for a uh, Turbo Man? A gentleman
1: <laughs> doll, yes. <laughs> They're looking for Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, these two are looking for a Turbo Man. Man, <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Where have you guys been? Turbo Man's only the hottest selling Christmas toy ever.
0: But <laughs> you know what? We got plenty of Turbo Man's faithful Sabretooth partner, Booster. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where's your Christmas spirit? That's better. Now, there must be a turbo man around here somewhere. Oh, God. Oh. The last one just left. Um, some lady had it on layaway. A lady? Yeah. What lady? Oh, yeah. Uh, just a short, uh, with, with a uh, fur coat. Fur coat? Uh-huh. Fur- Sorry, buddy. Oh. Ah. Oh.
2: I, I want to give this like a, a golden shout out and put this in the good, but, uh, we got to talk about Phil Hartman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. RIP Phil Hartman, um, super talented guy who got his, uh, his, um, uh, sort of his start on uh Saturday night live. He had been doing stuff before that. Like, I know he worked with Paul Rubens, uh, for the Wee Herman show before Wee Herman became like a really big thing. Um, but like he, he, he you know, Phil Hartman came to prominence on uh, Saturday night live and, uh, he plays um, Ted uh, Howard's neighbor in this movie and uh, he is just the you know he's he's a single dad his is you know they he and his wife got divorced so he's like he's trying to hit on all the women and all the women just are like in love with him like in the beginning when uh, they're at the, the, the karate uh, ceremony and like the, all the mothers are like surrounding Phil Hartman and they're all like, oh, you are just the best, Ted. And like, one of them asks him to come over to her house to fix something. He's like, I've got just the tool for the job. <laughs> and it's just so
2: sly. Just a straight up womanizer and just a slime ball sleazebag. But only Phil Hartman can pull that, like, pull that off very well.
0: <laughs> and he, he, like, he really wants, you know, he's got all these mothers, like, vying for his attention, but, like, he really wants, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, um, so, like, there's lots of, like, you know, he's, he's coming over to their house when he's, you know, when Arnold's not home, and, like, he, of course, there's the, the infamous scene of, you know, with, with the cookies. Merry Christmas, Langston residence.
1: Hi, I... Ted? Howard! Hey, buddy, how's it going out there? Everything okay? Yeah, fine. Uh, Ted, I need to speak to Liz. Uh, could you get... Mm. Oh, Howard, excuse me but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What, a. who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her I will be a few minutes late, but she shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here, and mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the rest from last. Put that cookie down, now!
0: I think my favorite Phil Hartman line is, uh, I got Johnny a Turbo Man months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. That's the- <laughs> 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 but my second favorite line that he has is um, where he's like talking about like, he was watching this family of reindeer out by some lake and he's like, nature's kind. They'll take him in as one of their own. <laughs> Howie! What's that? A reindeer? A little
1: Christmas surprise for Johnny. You just think of everything, don't you, Ted? Howard, I'm of the mindset you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. So what happens to Blitzen after Christmas? I've been watching a family of deer down by Lake Minnetonka. I thought I'd take them down there and set them free. If nature's kind, they'll take him in like he's one of their own. How touching.
2: I miss phil hartman i really like wish that he would be more uh, that he was prominent in today's comedy world because i think he'd be a a fantastic addition in especially today's climate and things and just uh you know the fact that like even zach brannigan the character in futurama is basically it uh, is based off of phil hartman's voice so yeah. it's 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 a real shame but we want to definitely give a special shout out and and under the good for uh, phil hartman in jingle all the way
0: yeah now, you've got something under your good that I, for me, personally kind of falls underneath the ugly. Um, but, like, you know, I think this, this will be an interesting point of the, uh, you know, topic of the, of the movie here. Um, Sinbad, Sinbad's character the, as uh, the mailman.
2: So I personally really loved Sinbad in this movie. I think he's a, a welcomed, like, addition, like a good yin to uh, Arnold's yang, uh, a nice foil to his plans. And there's just a lot of great, dynamic and and it really helps elevate the comedy in in the sit, you know whatever situation that Arnold and sinbad find themselves in um it, you know Simbad has good comedic timing he's very like his his exaggerations are are top notch and just his rants on like when he's at the mall like when they're about to enter the toy store his rant about like oh you know the he's trying to get a Turbo Man doll and then then suddenly, the this girl starts sleeping with every single mailman in the in the post office. Just things like that, or like even the the box, you know, the box scene with the bomb and stuff. It just very like very well played, and I I, I personally appreciate Simbad's performance. And I mean, at, at the time of this recording, I mean, we just also heard that Simbad uh, recently had a stroke. So we here at the Super Rats Saturday Show really wish a speedy recovery for Simbad because he's genuinely one of the funniest people out there.
0: Oh, for sure. I, I'm I'm a Sinbad fan. Like I like I, I was telling you before we started recording. I'm I I, I watched um Sinbad's special. He did a special called Brain Dead. I watched that thing like a hundred times when I was a kid. Uh, I loved it. I think he's hilarious. Um, the only reason why I put Sinbad underneath the the ugly category is just because sometimes he's really funny in the movie, and then there are just other times where I feel like he's just trying a little too hard. And also like he's he's a good comedian. When he's just like doing his delivering his own material in sort of a you know sort of a like a uh, nuance nuance kind of way Um, as far as an actor goes like you can kind of like you know you can tell he's acting you know like I I don't know like some of the stuff works for me some of it doesn't so that's why just for me personally he kind of falls underneath the ugly but that's just you know it's nothing against Sinbad because like I said you know I am a fan
2: yeah Uh, would you would you put that more on the direction or the script for that case. Cause sometimes I always find it when I find an actor maybe overperforming. I mean, I felt like personally Sinbad I mean I see where you're coming from, but yeah. I personally felt like he was matching whatever the tone. I, I kinda personally put that on like the script and the directing.
0: It definitely could be the script. I think it would that definitely seems like a like a script problem for me. Right. Um because like I said, this movie has a great premise. The script definitely needed some work. Um so uh yeah i don't know i i some of that stuff is, would probably be hard to like deliver and you know by any actor so yeah it could be a, it could be a script problem i guess yeah, it could be yes
1: i got the answer open up open up yeah, yeah i got a madman in my studio and uh... help me you can't just ask dance dancer browns of eggs and comic cubit donna blitz what? Uh, yeah, you see i couldn't get through on the phone did it win? I won, oh, no, yes, no it's I not won. that simple! No, it's... I, I, wait, 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 wait. You're too late. I already got the right answer. Wait I man. won. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the right answer to win. I oh, got this. Now what's that? This master track star is a homemade explosive device. Mm. A bomb? Oh. Yes, in layman's terms, a bomb. So back up. You build a bomb?
0: No, I didn't have to build a bomb. Don't you read the news? Hundreds of these things come to the mail every day. I just kept one in case I
1: ever needed it. So give me the dial. I'm gonna blow up everybody in this place. Are you out of your mind? Put this thing away. This is not worth it. Well, maybe not to you, but to me it is. So back up, back up. Myron, come on, old buddy. Give me the package. All right, come on. Could Let's go, buddy. Yeah, I am not your buddy. I tried to be your teammate. I wanted to be your friend, but no, you had other plans for mine, Levy. No, no, I had no plans. You are no different than the rest of those civilians, those common letter writers who make fun of my knee socks and my safari hat in the summer. (laughs) Are you laughing at me? Oh, oh, Lord, no, no, not at all.
0: Mr. Ponytail Man, I know you. No. I know your kind. You're the kind that puts a trash can in front of the mailbox so I have to get out
1: my cheek, don't you? No, no, no. Not true. I recycle. Shut up. That's right, shut up. Why do you think yeah. the window's there? So like can just put the mail in there. But you act like everything's okay. Hey, Mr. Mailman, like I have no... Silly. Oh, fight it. Oh. Hit the deck! I'm I'm sorry. I've been under pressure since the zip plus four thing. Don't don't hit me. We're
2: already in the ugly category. I guess we might as well just go ahead and address the tap dancing elephant in the room. Uh, That is the uh, star actor, uh, truly a Shakespeare of our time, Jake Lloyd. (laughs) Um, I don't give him. I, I don't like that. You know. Where the internet community has brought him to insanity, so I don't support that toxicity. But as a child actor goes, ew, not the strongest.
0: No, there's, there were so many other, I, I've seen plenty of other really good child actors, and he's just, I, I, I'll say this. I think he's better in this movie than he is in Phantom Menace when he's playing Anakin Skywalker because that's more of a dramatic role this is a little bit more like he's just playing you know a normal kid so like it kind of works it it works a little bit better for him but still some of his line delivery is just really not good you know you never keep your promises never you know it's just and it kind of goes back to like what i was talking about
2: earlier with like sitting bad like maybe like writing in direction because phantom menace definitely was not well written at, at any Stretch of the form, like yeah. the coolest thing and the most memorable thing is the fight with Darth Maul, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, well, well I, would, I mean, I would
0: argue that the pod racing was cool for what. Well, it the, is, the
2: pod racing <laughs> was cool for what it was. That's the case, it was Star Wars episode <laughs> <somewhat> <laughs> tangent, but but you know, like then we look at Jingle All the Way, and like I do think that some of that, some of these lines and maybe direction, especially with children actors, just always kind of like a hit or miss. So I I definitely. Can put them in the under, under the ugly because there might be times where it's like okay this this works it's passable like, it's it passable. passable
0: but like it's never like he's never like oh wow he, that's a good thespian right there yeah
2: true like <laughs> a true Shakespearean performance <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean since we're already like we're we're segueing right into the uh, uh, the bad then yeah let's
0: get into the bad and I think we both kind of agree that it's basically the third act of this movie is all bad. It's, it's, uh, it is my least favorite part. It's the
2: part of the movie where I, I personally tune out after the point where they get into the radio station and they have the bomb go off. I feel like the movie just kind of started just kind of going downhill and it went into like a fantastical, like over the top like story. Cause like the premise is fine and it's like a very like, okay, but even then like with a bomb blowing up and. Things, you know, just kind of started getting like, okay, this is getting a little nutty.
0: It's, it becomes a cartoon because, yeah, the bomb goes off and then you see all those police officers with like, you know, like in a cartoon where they're like their faces are all like covered in ash or whatever. But they're still just standing there with like wild hairdos and stuff. And it's just like, uh, all right, like, you know, I get it's a comedy, but like everything up until this point really like kind of played it like for the most part kind of like straight. And now all of a sudden we're kind of getting a little bit into like this more over-the-top realm here and then of course once we get to the the parade that's where everything kind of goes to shit in my opinion yeah that's really when it just kind of like oh boy mm-hmm. it, it, we could have wrapped all this up in a much better way i don't know what maybe there could have been some sort of conversation between arnold and sinbad in like the top of a toy store or something i don't know but it's a parade and it has to do with like arnold gets mistaken for the guy that's supposed to play Turbo Man in the par- on the float on the parade and of course they, they have a working jetpack for some reason because Turbo Man has a jetpack so you know they just created a tur- uh, jetpack for this parade and like I don't know like and then like there's you know Arnold's flying around and shit it's just like it, it gets so over the top real fast and it's you know yeah like I, I once we get to that part I, I too I kind of just kind of tune out and I just kind of like well the first you know two acts yeah the first like, two acts were pretty good but now we're here and oh boy yeah
2: i i couldn't i i really lost it when we got into that weird cheap cgi uh scene of him flying around and just like how cookie cutter the ending was where like oh i'm gonna give this guy who almost kidnapped me <laughs> in the middle of a parade i'm gonna As give him getting arrested away by police. <laughs> here i'm gonna give you the uh the, the turbo man toy and okay. i'm just like this is this is sloppy. Yeah. It's just sloppy writing, sloppy, you know, everything. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they had done something like, oh, you know, maybe they did have, you know, him, uh, you know, Arnold dress up as Turbo Man fighting. But like like you said, kind of do it at the top of a mall or something. Make it a little or, bit more comedic.
0: Just like because of the, 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 the jetpack thing kind of like it makes it like something else. But then also they do this thing at the very end when, uh, you know, howard or you know arnold is is with his family again after the whole ordeal with sinbad and they're they're in the middle of this big parade so they have this huge audience they do this thing in movies that i absolutely hate where everything gets wrapped up in front of an audience. Everybody is like sitting there clapping when they hug and like show affection to each other. When it's like they're total strangers. They don't know what the hell they've been going through or like they don't understand the context of all this. It's, they do this a lot and like Ad- I've noticed in like a few Adam Sandler movies where it's like the end gets like, you know, they're in front of like an audience of like, you know, at the, you know, at a baseball stadium or something, you know, uh, you know, uh, Adam Sandler has to profess his love to Drew Barrymore or some shit, you know, just like, and, and everybody's watching. You just have all these strangers surrounding them. And then like a party like, yeah, oh, they love each other. And I'm just, I hate that trope it's so, so corny, much. It's, it's so stupid. And that's like the my least favorite part of the whole movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I you think about it just like it really could have wrapped it up in a more grounded way and keep it like as comedic. Like I said, the premise is fine, but you know, there was just a lot of like, I, you know there, there's a lot of like classic Christmas movie elements to this that you know you look at movies like the Santa Claus or you look at movies like um, Home Alone you know there's like things like that and then this movie just kind of it, it, it's like a weird tonal shift that really just conflicts with itself and is problematic <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to deck your halls, bub.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Super Rad Saturday Show Christmas special edition of The Good, Bad, and the Ugly for Jingle All the Way. Mighty Matt and myself would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and we hope that you've had a a Super Rad Rad Saturday. Saturday.
0: Full of fear, look at it